Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was only a few months ago when we had a major power outage in our community. Did you notice that while the power was out in your home, there was nothing that required power operating? The refrigerator, the garage door, the television, the air conditioning system, or the heating system was not working. Even though they were fine, they did not have the power. That's the way it is in the life of believers. God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us. It was Jesus who said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Listen to this message as we continue to share on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. When Paul penned his letter to the church at Corinth, he was careful to refer to the believers as saints. He also told them that they were lacking in no spiritual gift. You are saints and you have all spiritual gifts. He wanted them to know for sure who they were and he wanted them to know whose they were. He wanted them to go beyond telling them what God had done for them. He wanted them to know what God has also given them. See, there's one thing to know what God has done for you. There's another thing to know what he has given you. He's done some things for you, but he's also given you some things. We know that God has saved us, those of us who are saved. Anybody in here saved? I mean, show enough saved. We know that he saved us. We know that he has delivered us from darkness and despair and sin. We do, however, seem to underappreciate some things that God has given us. For we know that he's given us eternal life and a home. That's waiting for us in heaven. We, we know that, but we don't think about that as much as what he's already done for us. But it was God's intent that we do more than make it to heaven. Okay? It was God's intent that we do more than make it to heaven. That's why he left us here on the earth after we were saved. His desire is for us to bring some heaven to earth where we live and where we function. Let me say that one more time. Through you, he wants you to bring a taste of heaven on earth to those who come in contact with you. So when you are saved, you ought not be raised in hell. You ought to be raised in heaven. Sometime I talk to my brothers, most of whom are pastors, and we say, have a good day tomorrow on Sunday. I say, yes, sir, brother, go give them heaven. And that's what God wants us to do. We want us to give them heaven. See, those people who are going to perish that never make their mind up to come to Christ, this world is the closest they're going to get to heaven for them. This is the best it's going to be. They think they're going through hell now. No, this is going to be their heaven right here. When they die, they're going to hell. For you, this is the worst it's going to be. And when you die, you're going to have the best for eternity. So he wants you to bring a 
bit of that heaven to earth where you are. In the book of John chapter 14, Jesus said this before he got ready to go back to heaven. He said this to his disciples, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. See the word counselor, it's capitalized. The spirit of truth, another capital letter on spirit. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. So Jesus is saying to those who have received him and have come to know him, there's something that you have that folks that haven't met me don't have and they can't get. You got something that they can't have because they cannot accept it. The world means those who are still living according to the rules and the governance of the kingdom of this world. But Jesus said, I come to give you another kingdom so that you can come into the kingdom of God. There are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God where we who come to know God can live and function according to God's commands and God's will, God's way, God's way of doing things. That's the kingdom of God. And then there is the kingdom of this world of which we were born into and we know how to function in that kingdom very well. What do you do in that kingdom when somebody cuts you out? You cuss them out back. When somebody slap you, you give them a beat down. You know how to do, don't you? Oh, y'all act like y'all ain't never lived in that world. You know how to do. Some of y'all still want to have a foot in the kingdom of God, but you still know how to slap somebody. And some people in the kingdom of God try to keep on cussing. If you want to know if you saved, hit your thumb with a hammer and see what come out of your mouth. See if it's going to be, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> Here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about this counselor and this spirit. Jesus called him the spirit of truth. We need to know because it is this spirit, and with the capital S, that Paul talks about to the church. And Paul says some amazing things about the spirit that we need to know about. And let's look at that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13, or 9 through 12. Uh, however, Paul says to this church at Corinth, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Now, if, if you are wondering about your life, this is a scripture you need to underline and perhaps even memorize. It says, no eye has seen. Ain't nobody seen it. Nobody's heard it. No mind can even think of what God has prepared for those who love him. Now, if you love him, this is talking about you. There are some things that God has prepared for you 
If you love him. That's what it's saying. If you love him, he's got something prepared for you. But you can't see it with your natural mind. You can't hear it with your natural ear. And you can't hear it, see it with your natural eyes. He says, but, verse 10, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Now, if you're not functioning well and the Holy Spirit is not functioning in your life well, you're not going to be um, aware of what God has for you because he hadn't revealed it to you because you're not engaged with the Holy Spirit. Some people will say, I don't know what God has in store for me. He says he has revealed it to you, but it's going to be by his Spirit. Then look at what he says about the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things. Somebody say deep things. The deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And we have not received the Spirit. See, that's a small s. This, this different. The small s on the Spirit and the capital S on the Spirit are two different spirits. We have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit with the capital S. And he says in verse 12, we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Now, if you're saying, you know, pastor, this life, I'm just, I'm just trying to hold on to the end. See, we sang songs, I'm just trying to hold on. God didn't save you so you can just hold on. You ought to be through climbing up the rough side of the mountain. Okay, I'm just, just trying to hold on, just trying to make it. No, God said, no, 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 no. No, I fixed it so that you are overcomer. You're above and not beneath. You're ahead, not to tell. You're talking about you just holding on. So let's look at the passage. Uh, let's look at what Paul tells us about the spirit in this passage we just read. Number one, he said, God has revealed by his spirit what he has prepared for those who love him. So God has already prepared something and he's already has the plan and he already has it revealed. You need to have it revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. God's already have it over there in the file and you need to have the Holy Spirit working in your life so you can take what God has already revealed and you can understand it. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. God's got some deep things. And he says the Holy Spirit works with God and searches out those things. And these deep things Paul is talking about is concerning the believer. God is thinking about you. He's got you on his mind. That's why he knows everything about you. He knows what's coming up in your life. He knows your weaknesses, your fears. And he knows where you, where you, what you're able to do even more than you know what you're able to do. And God will reveal that to you. 
Thirdly, he said, the spirit knows the thoughts of God. Paul says, who knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit on the inside of him? But in the same way, the Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God. And, and we have received, however, that same spirit. When you got saved, when you got saved, when you opened up your heart for the Lord, the Holy Spirit came and took up residence on the inside of you. That's what happens at the point of your salvation. He comes in and takes up residence on the inside of you. That's what changes your life. That's what gives you the power to live a holy life. The Holy Spirit on the inside of you. When you were unsaved, you go out there and you do all kinds of things and you party and you get drunk, you get high, you just have sexual immorality and you don't think anything about it. You don't come home after a weekend of partying and say, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. I don't really feel that good. You're going to say, man, I had a good time. You're going to call your buddy. You should have been with last night man let me tell you what happened we're gonna do that again next weekend we played dominoes all night <laughs> now when you get saved and the holy spirit comes on the inside of you you can go to that same party and you say Ooh, I, I, I don't have a good time in here i don't i know I, 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 I don't enjoy this no more why it's the holy spirit on the inside of you pulling on you kicking you say come on man what you doing in here the message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin, and if you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Atascacita, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. Also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you. And we'll be with you again next time.